Hey everybody, I'm Grace Scottle, your host, and welcome back to the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain. It feels so good sitting in front of this microphone. Over the past couple of days, I have experienced some major technical difficulties and just technology and stress and yada, yada, yada. It's been, it's been kind of a mess lately, but I'm getting back on track and I'm very sorry I am uploading this episode so late, but I am here now. Fear not, I am back. <laughs> Anyways, in today's episode, I am going to be talking about relationships. You know, going from dating to friendships to relationships with parents, etc. Trying to cover all of the bases. This is so, like, ironic and convenient because... We actually have a health project where we need to be talking about relationships, abuse, red flags, types of things like that. And we needed to be creative with this project. So I'm using this podcast episode for my project and I'm very excited. In the project, you need to have a role. So my role is I am an advocate speaking to an audience, which is perfect because I am speaking to my listeners. You guys are my audience. I just thought that fit perfectly. Anyways, I'm so excited, one, to share my quote-unquote knowledge with you guys and share this in my project as well. It's like perfect timing. (laughs) I have actually had to record this episode so many times. I keep stuttering and I'm just like all over the place. I just feel like I have so much to talk about. I don't know how to like control it all and like get my thoughts out. So Bear with me here, guys. I am recording this for the eighth time now, so fingers crossed that this is the one. (laughs) Anyways, I to start us all off, I asked you guys on my Instagram to ask me questions. My Instagram is at the Chronicles of the Teenage Brain, and I asked you guys questions about relationships and what you want me to talk about. I'm going to answer those a little later in the episode, but the number one question I was asked was our high school relationships worth it? And this is kind of, I'm going to answer this question to kind of start us out. My number one thing is I think that if you are both on the same maturity level, then I think the relationship could work. You know, if you know the person you're dating has a bad past or makes bad choices, you need to take control and make the right choices for your mental health and physical health because that comes first. Just because the person you're friends with or the person you're dating is super popular and hot and, you know, has abs, blah, 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 that doesn't mean that relationship is a good one. You know, you got to look at their maturity level. Are they responsible? Are they kind to others? Do they get their work done? Are they kind to me? Do they make me feel good? Things like that. And especially as high schoolers trying to find ourselves, find what makes us confident, having a bad relationship just crushes our world. I personally can't really relate to this. I have had pretty great friendships over the years. I've never dated, but I have seen some pretty bad relationships over my years in high school and middle school. So I kind of have some knowledge on these topics, but I'm direct. I've never directly dated someone. So Sorry, I can't help you guys there. (laughs) I can't help you guys there, but I can spread my knowledge and try and help a little bit. Even though I'm single as a Pringle, and I intend to stay that way. (laughs) Anyways, um, to kind of give an overview on on this podcast, I want to talk about some of the things I have planned. I did a lot of research, looked back at my health notes, 
and I want to be talking about the cycle of abuse, types of red flags. I actually wrote all this down in a notebook, so if you hear me flipping pages, you know why. Um, I also want to mention friendships and relationships with parents because that is super important. In addition, I want to give tips on how to have a healthy relationship, how to help a friend through an abusive relationship, and how to help a friend or significant other with a mental illness and relationships during the holidays because the holidays are coming up, people, and that is super relevant, whether you know it or not. All right, I guess let's kind of just start with the big one here. We talked about this in health, and I think this is one of the most important things to mention, which is the cycle of abuse, and I'm going to explain. This can relate, any of the things I talk about honestly can relate with, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a friend. So regardless of dating or just friendship, this can fit for really any category. So phase one in the cycle of abuse is tension building. Um, I would describe this as you both are kind of walking on eggshells, making little comments at each other, things are really awkward, and you just both are ready to snap. And at any moment, the fire is going to ignite, and that's when phase two comes in, which is the explosion. This is when the tension snaps, you guys are fighting with each other, it can get physical, screaming, it really depends on the situation. All I know is it does not end well, and this can lead to abuse. And phase three, which is the last phase, is back to the honeymoon phase. You guys have quote-unquote made up, and, you know, you love each other so much, and blah, 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 and you would do anything for this person, and you don't care about the arguments, even if they were abusive, and you just go back to loving and being so happy together. And then the cycle continues and continues and continues, which is abuse, which that really stings. I feel like not a lot of people realize they're in an abusive relationship. So really take control and pay attention to what's happening around you and your surroundings because abusive relationships are more common than you know. To kind of jump right into things, types of red flags in a relationship There are so many, and I could have a whole separate episode on that, and I could talk for hours on red flags, but I am just going to list some common red flags and some red flags you might not have known about, and just important ones that I think are important to touch on, especially as a high schooler. So the first one I've written down is, your friend or significant other forces you into something you don't want to do. This can be as simple as them taking you to a party that you don't really want to go to or it can be as extreme as forcing you into having sex into drinking alcohol getting you to smoke that can be a really really bad thing and especially if you know that you're not comfortable and you don't want to do whatever they're making you do I feel like in most relationships, people are like, yeah, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it because, you know, they're my boyfriend and I love them and they love me. That might not always be the case. You know, you always assume when you're in a relationship, oh, they always have, you know, they always want the best for me, but that not, might not always be true. Another red flag is secrets being kept. 
This can go on both sides. You both are keeping secrets. Maybe he's keeping secrets. Maybe you're keeping secrets. But this can lead to the cycle of abuse. This can lead to the tension building part that I mentioned before. And it's just not a good thing. This also connects to lack of communication and trust in a relationship. I actually Googled what is the most important thing to have in a relationship. And the number one thing that came up was communication. And I think this relates to the whole secret keeping. You guys need to trust each other and you need to communicate with each other to make the relationship work. You got to express your emotions. Maybe this, maybe the thing the person is doing is making you a little upset. Express that to them. Tell them. You know, just talk to one another. Get to know each other. Open up a little bit. I think that can go a long way in a relationship and really help. Um, Another red flag is power imbalance. When I think of this, I think of a scale. Maybe your boyfriend has more power over you or your friend and he's controlling and forces you to do things because he has more power in the relationship. You both want to be equal with each other. You both want to have equal viewpoints in the relationship and just like an equal emotion wavelength almost. That sounded really fancy. (laughs) But you guys just want to be equal. And having someone with more power can be very abusive, and that is not good. Also, your significant other controlling you. This can be as simple as, oh, you're going out with your friends? No, I don't want you seeing your friends. Or, absolutely not, are you wearing that skirt to go see your friends? You need to go change right now. Like, absolutely not. Like, they're controlling your every move. Like, they are you. No, that's not okay. You're your own person. You can make decisions for yourself. Yes, it's typical for your friends to look out for you or your significant other too, but sometimes it can go a little too far and become abusive, which is important to recognize. You need to recognize these red flags because you could be in danger and that's just not good for your physical and mental health which I said before, you need to put that first always. So yeah, controlling is a big one. Also, if your friend or significant other is manipulative, I cannot pronounce that word for some reason. So I am so sorry. I stutter every time I say that word, manipulative, or if they gaslight you. Um, If you don't know, the definition of gaslighting is a form of manipulation that occurs in abusive relationships. Um, it sometimes is a type of emotional abuse where the bully or abuser makes the target question their judgment and reality. Ultimately, the victim of gaslighting starts to wonder if they are losing their sanity. So this is basically where they kind of turn the problem onto the victim and make them feel like it's their fault, like everything they're doing is wrong to the point where they start questioning themselves. Also, it's important to realize When we think of abuse, we tend to think of punching, hitting, types of things like that. Abuse can come in so many different forms, such as emotional and mental targeting, financial. You know, maybe your significant other is using you for your money, things like that. So abuse can come in so many different shapes and forms, and it is super, super important to spot them. Another red flag, if your relationship makes you feel insecure, Maybe your boyfriend keeps making comments about your body or your clothes or your makeup. Oh, you have another pimple? Like, I thought you were taking care of that. Things like that. If you feel insecure, 
it's not going to work out. You know, when you're in a relationship, you're supposed to feel confident with the person. You're supposed to feel happy. You know, I want a significant other and a friend who is uplifting. Tells me, oh my gosh, Grace, your outfit looks so cute today. You know, I don't, no one wants to be nitpicked. So that is definitely a major red flag. And that one's pretty easy to spot. Another one, this one is viewed differently. But if your friends and family don't like the relationship, now this can go both ways. If you kind of have a bad relationship with your friends or family, this might be seen a little differently. But how I'm going to talk about it is if like, say your friend or your mom is like, hey, you know, your boyfriend, this thing that he does, blah, 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 is kind of controlling. And I think, you know, I don't think that's very healthy your immediate response is to blow up in their face and you're just going to be like, oh, they're jealous. They're trying to ruin my relationship, blah, blah, blah. No, maybe try and take a step back as hard as it, as hard as it is. I know it's so not easy, but kind of go into their perspective. They might be trying to help you whether you see it or not. You know, maybe your friend or your mom or whoever is looking out for you and you need to be aware of that. I know whenever I get my first boyfriend, I am going to have my mom by my side If she notices something that's off, I want her to tell me because my safety is the most important thing and your safety is too. With that being said, this kind of goes to, this is so relatable to relationships in general. You just need to feel trusting of your significant other and your friend. You know, don't pick people who make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel in the wrong because you're human too and your health and your safety matters. All right. I am going to talk about how to get and how to pick good friends and just talking about friendships in general, I guess. Like I said before with the high school dating thing, pick responsible friends as well as significant others. Have good friends who do all of their assignments in school, who are respectful to their teachers and peers and their parents, things like that. Pick friends who are uplifting, who make you feel good, things like that. I have a great friend group. My friends compliment me on the daily. My friends are super smart and intelligent and beautiful humans. I love my friends. And I think having a good friend group and a good support system is really beneficial, especially as a high schooler trying to make their way through the longest four years ever. If a relationship makes you feel uncomfortable, leave. I am going to say this over and over again. The right ones never leave. I'm telling you right now, I have this written down on my paper in all caps. I wish I could show you. The right ones will never, ever leave. That is just so important to recognize. Don't stick with a bad friend group because you feel alone. There is always going to be a right person for you, even if that takes time to find them. The right person will never leave. If your friends put you down, that is such a red flag. If they put you down to make themselves feel better, then they're just a bully. That is called bullying. That is abuse. That is such a red flag. Your friend should be complimenting you, not telling you that your outfit or your hair looks disgusting to make theirs seem 
amazing. You know, you need to have a friend who is constantly there for you and constantly making you feel like Kendall Jenner. Another red flag in a friendship is feeling drained after communicating with them. If they're talking about their life and they're just, you know, it's always good to be there for your friends. Don't get me wrong. Like, you need to be there. You need to listen to their problems, have them vent to you. But if you feel drained after talking to them because they are just kind of just trying to drag you down with their problems and that is abuse and that is that's not a good friendship don't get me wrong I am always there listening to my friends problems and having them vent to me I don't feel drained after listening to them I'm talking about if your friend is trying to bring you down with them to make them feel justified and you feel drained after talking with them that's not okay of course be there for your friends of course listen to their problems I don't feel drained after listening to my friend during lunch. You know, if someone needs to vent to me, I don't feel drained. But if your friend is making it in a negative way for you too, then that's not okay. If you have to justify your friendships to others, that is a red flag. I feel like that one's just kind of simple. Not much to really elaborate on. If you have to constantly say, oh yeah, like I'm friends with them. Like, yeah, they're my friend. I think they're my friend. That's a red flag. That's when you kind of know, hmm, maybe this friendship isn't right. I have I have a couple, like, best friends. Like, I have some girls that I will just talk to forever. Like, I just know are always going to be there for me. And I never have to justify, justify my friendships with others. Justify? What is justify? Justify. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I need to do a podcast episode on how to clearly speak. Wow. Okay. And another red flag, after I just made fun of myself, is if your friend tries to own you and tries to make decisions decisions for you and things like that, you are your own person, you are in control of your actions, don't let someone else take the wheel and do that stuff for you. Just because it's just, it's just not worth it. I am going to give some tips now on how to have a healthy relationship because that is awesome. That's what we all want in life, a healthy relationship. And once again, this goes for dating and friendships too. So whatever you feel most relatable, you pick, but this can go for either or. All right. Keeping expectations realistic. No one can be everything you might want them to be. Your boyfriend might not be Prince Charming all the time. Everyone has their flaws. Everyone has their fair share of struggles. You got to keep things realistic. You know, not everyone is perfect. If you live with that mindset like, oh, my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my friend needs to be perfect all the time and have the perfect life and look perfect all the time and feel perfect, then you're just not going to have a good relationship. Everyone has their fair share of struggles. I mean, think to yourself. What have you struggled with during the past week? You know, everyone struggles and you're not alone, but you have to keep things very realistic in a relationship. Another thing is being flexible and dependable. Plans might change. Things might change in a relationship. You need to be there for one another. You need to be flexible. And I don't know, that's just kind of the gist of things, you know, just be there for one another. 
Another thing is take care of yourself too. You cannot have a good relationship if you have a bad relationship with yourself. You need to find yourself first. You need to be there for yourself. This can take time. Don't feel rushed to get into a relationship because everyone else is in one. If you're mentally not in the right place for a relationship, don't force yourself into one because it's not going to work out. If you are very depressed and extremely anxious and struggling with mental health, get the help that you need first before you go into a relationship. You know, maybe you're like, hmm, therapy or relationship, therapy or relationship. Maybe look into therapy first. Be there for yourself. There's only one you, and that is the most important thing to take care of at the end of the day. Another positive is communicate with one another and work on healthy compromises when needed. There, like I said before, it is normal for relationships to fluctuate. There are going to be positives and negatives. Um, you know, if the negative is like them hitting you, that's a totally different scenario. That is abuse. But if a negative is like a little argument, that's normal and that's okay. Relationships fluctuate. As long as you're keeping it healthy and you both are safe, that's okay. Make healthy compromises and talk to each other when needed. You know, express how you're feeling. And another one is keep your life balanced. You know, if you're struggling with so many different things financially, mentally, you know, your grades in school are really bad and you just have different priorities, maybe your relationship isn't the best move right now. That kind of relates to more boyfriend-girlfriend, but also it's important to have a good support system as well if you're really struggling. I know when I'm in a depressive state, I really want to have my friends around me. So it can go many different ways. It really just depends on the situation, but keep it at that. Okay. You might not experience an abusive relationship, but your friend might be. So I want to talk about how to help a friend through an abusive relationship, which is really hard. You know, this can be a really hard thing for you and for them, and this can be draining. But, you know, if you were in that position, you would want someone to be there for you too. The first thing I would say was, and like the first piece of advice I would give, is listen and be gentle. Listen to them before you start giving advice. Listen to everything that they have to say. Be gentle with them. Don't force them into things they're not ready for yet. Don't try and overload them with certain comments and certain pieces of advice. You know, be gentle. Be there for them. They are very vulnerable and they're sharing their vulnerability with you, which is a big step for them. So, you know, just be there and listen and be gentle. Talk to a trusted adult. If you know the relationship is very abusive and it's just, it's, you can just feel the tox, toxicness in the relationship. I don't even know if that's a word. That will be so beneficial. Help your friend, even if they want it or not. You know, if your friend says, you know, don't tell anybody, but you know that they are getting hurt physically and mentally and they are not safe, tell a trusted adult. It's better to have your friend be angry with you than them suffering and being abused. You know what I mean? You know, just talk to someone trusting, especially if you know if they're in danger too. Who cares if they're angry at you? It's better for them to be angry with you than them unsafe. You know what I mean? And I think later they'll thank you for it. Another thing is check in with them and assure you 
assure them you will always be there. You know, it can be very lonesome and isolating in an abusive relationship. Let them know that you're always behind them. You're always going to be there for them, regardless of how rough times get. And I guess another piece of advice I would give is build up their self-image. You know, I think in a toxic relationship, you feel gross. You feel uncomfortable in your own body. You might have bad body image or mentally you just kind of like hate yourself in that moment. You know, build up your friend's body. Build up their image. You know, be like, hey, girl, you look so beautiful today. Or, you know, oh my gosh, that shirt like makes your eyes pop. Like you look amazing. Just build up their self-image. Also, that doesn't have to be physically too. That can be like, wow, you are so caring. Like you are just such an amazing friend. Things like that. Build them up. Make them feel good. Because that is super duper important. You know, spot the red flags. Be there for your friends and family. Speaking of family, relationships with your parents are also very, very important. It's so important to have a good relationship with your parents. This means even if you have to have uncomfortable conversations with them. It's also normal to argue with your parents. We are all human. Trust me, I have gotten in arguments many times with my mom and my dad over the dishes, over certain things, over what's for dinner. It's normal for relationships to fluctuate, and that's okay, as long as both parties are safe. Kind of the arguments I've gotten into with my parents are harmless, but if you know someone or you know, you know, that you're getting into relationships with parents or your significant other or friend or whoever and it kind of ends in an abusive way, like they hit you or they just say really nasty things to you, that's a totally different story. Reach reach out for help. It's okay to reach out for help too. Like please keep that in mind. It's okay. But no one You know, if you're in an abusive relationship, it's okay to ask for help. Although it's scary, no one will judge you for seeking safety. And if you're a bystander, friend, family member, etc., and you see or spot a red flag, you should report it regardless of what anyone says. You know, I know how scary it is to ask for help. I was really scared to ask for help and I was struggling mentally. That had nothing to do with any abusive relationships. Please keep that in mind. That was just my own brain kind of like fighting me. (laughs) Um... It was scary to ask for help, but I got therapy and I'm doing so much better. But it's okay for relationships to fluctuate as long as you're safe. Please keep that in mind. And it's okay to argue with parents as long as you both are safe. I hope this is making sense. This is kind of a very touchy subject and I hope this is like helping. Anyways, while we're on the parent subject, It's kind of a hard thing through the holidays, too. And I want to give some advice on how to deal with toxic family during the holidays. Fortunately for me, I've never had to relate to this. I have an amazing family and support system, but I know some of my listeners might not. Or This is just such a general thing, if you see it or not. You know, so many kids go home for break and wish they were at school still because maybe their home isn't a safe environment. So just, you know, kind of sit back and reflect and just think, you know, am I safe over the holidays or, you know, it's kind of a good time for thankfulness too. Like I am so thankful I can come home to a safe environment where I know I'm going to be loved and nurtured. 
Anyways, some advice I would have, and keep in mind now, I've never been, I've never really been in this situation, so I had to do some research on this, and if, you know, you have any ideas too, for sure let me know, and I can talk about it in a future episode, but, you know, be there for your friends and family. Um, Be prepared and stay aware of the surrounding. That includes, maybe you've noticed this one family member has been drinking or you can feel that the tension is building between your grandma and your grandpa or your uncle and your aunt or your mom or your dad or whoever. Like, just be aware of the surroundings. What's happening? Are you safe? Are you okay? Another important thing is accept that holiday happiness isn't a given for everyone. Not everyone has a Merry Christmas. Not everyone's Christmas or, you know, whatever you celebrate is perfect. Holiday happiness isn't always a given. Not everyone has the best break or the best Christmas, and that's okay. It's also okay to say no. You know, this can go for if someone is encouraging you to drink or just do certain actions that you don't want to do, consent, things like that. No is a valid response. And if you are the abuser or the person in, you know, the reversed roles, no means no, regardless of if they're a little drunk or, you know, if this person said yes last time, no means no. And this can fit for so many situations, but it's just, remember, it's okay to say no. You don't have to make someone happy, especially during the holidays. Put yourself first. If there is a situation that breaks out, Remain calm and try and be the bigger person, which is so easier said than done, I know. But try and be the bigger person in this situation. Try and make sure you stay calm and take the right steps needed to keep you and others safe. And try and stick to your routine. Do what makes you feel comfortable. Maybe you know, part of my routine is I feel the best when I do my skincare in the morning and I journal for a little bit. Stick to your routine. Do what makes you feel good. That's super important. And it's a great coping mechanism. Do what makes you feel good and stick to your routine. Okay. Wow. I have just thrown so much at you guys and I'm like really sorry. But I am going to kind of take a break from everything I have written down and I am going to answer some of your guys' questions that you have left me on my Instagram story. And I just hit my microphone with my phone. So if you heard that loud thump, that's what that was. Somebody said, what if my friend doesn't like my significant other? How do I communicate through this issue? I, you know, touched on this before, but be open-minded and put yourself in your friend's shoes. She might be seeing something that you're not. You know, I think having a civilized conversation with them is super important. Don't blow up at them. You know, if they blow up at you, try and be the bigger person, like I just said. And, you know, listen to their opinions. Listen to what they have to say because they might really be looking out for you. Someone else said, do you think high school relationships are good and how do young LGBTQ plus people date safely? Well, for one thing, high school relationships are okay. I mean, like every other relationship, they have their negatives and positives. I think if you're dating safely and you 
know you're dating someone who is mature and responsible and you feel comfortable around them, then I think that's good. But if you're dating someone only because all your other friends have boyfriends and girlfriends and, you know, you're just trying to fit in, I don't think that's good. And for people of the LGBTQ plus members, you know, it's important to realize like who you are, you know, don't try and fit in and don't, I know there's so much hate on this topic and there's just so many controversial things, you know, do what makes you happy. At the end of the day, love is love, right? So try and avoid negative people and people who make you feel unsafe. I've actually been asked to speak of, you know, to talk about this topic and I am actually going to have just its own episode for that topic, LGBTQ+, acceptance, things like that. That will be coming soon. Stay tuned. I actually want to have its own episode just because I think that's such an important topic. But just to surround yourself with good people who you know you can rely on, you can depend on, and who will listen to you and keep you safe. Somebody said, I'm scared I will end up in a toxic relationship, so I close myself off. How do I avoid this? This is like a really big thing that not a lot of people talk on. And your fear, okay, the first thing I would start off with is that your fear is okay. Like, do not feel alienated because of that. It's scary getting into relationships, especially if you've never really been in a serious one before. And it's okay. I think, like I, you know, I've touched on earlier, is having a good support system is great, you know. And I just think looking for the right person, it can take time. Look for red flags and look for positives too. You know, don't look for every single negative in a person. Maybe think of the good things they do. Maybe they're super kind to their history teacher And they have straight A's in this class and they play sports and volunteer. You know, not everyone is perfect. Like, I'm not perfect. You know, no one's perfect. But, you know, make sure you have a good support system and that the person you're dating is mature and you feel safe around them. That is super important. Make sure you feel safe around them. Also, if you're not ready to date someone, then don't date. You know, if you keep closing yourself off, that might be a sign that, hey, I might need to take a break and really focus on my mental health. Someone else said, do you think dating in high school is pointless? This kind of touches on what I said earlier. I don't think it's pointless. I think it's kind of a great way to experiment with yourself and see, you know, maybe I'm more into people who are sporty and maybe I'm more into people who are in theater, like different things. Like, It's also helping you find yourself and what you like. So, no, I don't think it's pointless. I just think that you need to be doing it safely. I think you also, I feel like dating at 14, 13, 12, I just feel like that's a little too young. Like, it's not serious enough. You're not that old yet. And, you know, I think once you can kind of drive and maybe have more responsibility And, you know, your parents trust you and you have more freedom. I think that's kind of the great time to start it. Don't force yourself into something you're not ready for. Is it normal not to have a girlfriend or boyfriend throughout high school? Yes, it is totally, totally normal. If you know that "Mm, 
the boys in my school or the girls in my school. I know I just don't really, I just don't see myself dating any of them. And I just don't really feel comfortable around each of them. And there's just, I just, I just don't see it happening. That's okay. You don't have to date in high school to have the perfect high school experience. Maybe surround yourself with great friends or, you know, an amazing team. Maybe you have an amazing soccer team. You know, you don't have to date someone to feel justified. And it's okay if you don't date anyone throughout high school. There is such a bigger life beyond high school. You are going to have plenty of more opportunities with more mature people and people from different areas, people from different schools and different places. Maybe you'll meet someone from like Rome and fall madly in love with him. Like it's okay. Him or her, I should say. But yeah, no, it's okay not to date someone throughout high school. I haven't dated anybody yet and it feels like literally everyone I know has had had at least one significant other and that's okay. I don't feel bad about it just because I'm not interested in anybody in my school and I really don't think the boys my age are mature yet to have a a good relationship. So no, don't feel bad about it. Um, let's see here. Um, someone said, how can I spot a red flag within a relationship? I've touched on this before. If you're not having good communication, you feel unsafe, you feel uncomfortable, and they do certain things that are manipulative and controlling, then, you know, take a step back and really evaluate, hey, maybe this situation seemed like nothing at the time, but now that I'm thinking about it, this, this is, this isn't okay, that wasn't okay, and kind of take that step there, talk to your parents, talk to a trusted family member or adult to take the right action that'll keep you safe. And for the last question, somebody said, I think my friend is in a toxic relationship. How do I tell her and how do I take the right steps? First of all, don't blow up in her face or his face and say like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. This person is so bad and they do this and this and that. First of all, that can be really, really overwhelming and you don't want to burden them and stress them out. You know, maybe talk to a trusted adult or if you know their parents well, maybe say, hey, you know, um, fake, I'm using fake names here. Um, Clarissa is dating Bartholomew and, you know, I don't think this is healthy and I noticed this today in lunch or I noticed this at the party and, you know, take the right steps. Talk to a teacher. Talk to someone trusted. At the end of the day, you just want what's best for your friend. And regardless if they get mad at you or not, I've said this before, it's important. And it's better for them to be angry at you than have them suffer in an abusive relationship. All right. And to kind of close this off, the last thing I want to talk about is not really to deal with abuse or anything, but this is how to help a friend or significant other with a mental illness. This is such an important topic and it's important to know these things. Listen, 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 listen is my biggest advice ever. If your friend or your girlfriend or boyfriend just needs to vent to you and get it off their chest and they can trust you and you have, you know, you've opened up to them and you've provided them that trust then listen to them. Let them rant to you. Let them talk to you, you know, as long as it's not draining you or taking a toll on you. But, you know, be there for them. Listen to them. 
understand the diagnosis. Understand, you know, it's not their fault that they're dealing with this and that. You know, it's part of what they're going through. You know, maybe do some research. Say, hey, my friend has depression or my boyfriend has depression and I don't really know much about it because I've never really firsthand experienced it. Maybe do some research. How can I do this? Maybe saying this around them isn't very helpful. Another advice piece of advice is honor your relationship outside the mental illness. Don't alienate them. You know, don't make the whole relationship evolve around their mental illness. Don't be like, oh, you know, I'm going to take my girlfriend out ice skating because she's so depressed. Change the narrative. I want to take my girlfriend out skating, out ice skating because I love her and I love spending time with her. Things like that. Don't allow your relationship to be affected by you know, the stigma around a mental illness. Don't, you know, revolve everything around the mental illness. One, that's so alienating and isolating. And, you know, just be there because you love them, not because you quote unquote have to help them. Like, no. Practice self-care. One, for yourself, but it can also inspire them. You know, I have helped my friends through some rough patches. I try and do self-care for myself one to inspire others but just kind of to help relate help the relationship and keep things healthy um if the person you know in the relationship is on medication or whatnot make sure they are one taking their medication and getting help they need please 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 keep in mind you cannot cure their mental illness you cannot be the hero you cannot wipe them free of anything their trauma their struggles, whatnot, you do not put that pressure on yourself and be like, okay, because I'm in a relationship with them, I have to cure this. Like, I have to cure them. No, you don't. That's why there are professional therapists. There are doctors. There are prescribed medications. You know, I'm not saying do everything for them and be the hero because you can't. It's impossible. You know, take the step. Take small steps with them. Be there for them. And make sure that they're doing what keeps them safe and healthy. This also goes for being a bystander or noticing abuse. You cannot be the one, especially as a teenager, to solve the issue. The most important thing is getting a trusted adult, teacher, family member to take the right action because they legally, one, are like old enough and they know what to do and they can get the support and help needed for the situation. So don't try and put that pressure on yourself to cure someone of a mental illness or an abusive relationship because one, that's not realistic. And two, you know, you're still a teenager, you're still a kid, you're trying to learn. But really all in all through this whole episode, what I am trying to get by is one, be there for your friends, acknowledge red flags, speak up, be there for one another and just surround yourself with a good environment. Be around people who are respectful and mature, people who are educated and make good choices. You know, put yourself first and do what's best for you. Look out for red flags and listen to others, even if you don't want to hear it. They could be trying to help, even if you see it or not. Be safe. You are in control of your actions and choices and they can impact your life more than you know and more than you realize. 
Oh, wow. Okay. I just threw so much at you guys and I really hope any of that, I just hope any, like some of that made sense because I just threw so much and I think my brain is going to explode. But I just want to make sure that this is talked about. This is such an irrelevant and important conversation and abuse in relationships happen more than you know, even in high school too. I mean, I firsthand never really experienced an abusive relationship or have really seen one, but I'm sure you might have or you might know someone who has. So look for red flags, take the right steps that are needed, be responsible, be respectful to others, and just be safe. And I'm just so glad that I had this platform that I can share this advice and spread it to my listeners. And I love you guys so very much. And thank you so much for listening to me just go on that extremely long tangent about relationships. But relationships are great. Everyone needs them. Just make sure you're in the right ones and you're in the healthy ones. Thank you so much for listening. And I appreciate the support. And I will see you guys again soon. Bye.